the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He was, he is, and always shall be. I'm very thankful to be back and, and return here uh, to this beloved community of Holy Trinity. And I'm thankful for uh, our pastoral assistant, soon to be our assistant priest, uh, who helps me tremendously uh, with things that are above and beyond me, which is the sound system. So he helped me to change my mic because apparently there's some feedback. So thank you, Rob, for that. Uh, and I'm also thankful that Father Mark is here again this week, who uh, was gracious enough to assist Pat this past weekend while I was gone. And it was uh, a surprise, but also a blessing that he was able to be here today. And so I thank Father Mark, of course, for uh, being here last weekend and coming here frequently when he's in town. And uh, I know we're all blessed to have him here with us. So I, uh, I wanted to start there because um, I was uh, thinking about this gospel, one that myself and Father Mark and many, many clergy, all clergy, uh, in our Orthodox Confession of Faith have preached on and taught many, many times. And it is such a, an important, uh, they all are, message uh, that, again, this is one where we see in the Gospels several instances where our Lord heals and restores individuals who have been uh, possessed or indwelt, is the word, with demons, with, with uh, uh, demonic spirits. And I hope that everyone sees or understands why important uh, it is for us to, to discuss these things. And uh, because we, we see so much and we have oftentimes, or not oftentimes, but we've seen so much regularly through what's presented in movies and in music and, and in uh, books and everything, really a, a uh, an incorrect or a deceptive presentation, an expression of evil, of, of scary things, of uh, uh, horror movies and things. Because it, it's, it's more to shock us and almost I see it now as a parody to desensitize us to the reality, the reality of of not just evil in the world, evil that surrounds us, but the reality of the demons, of Satan and his uh, minions, as it says in the, in the um, baptismal uh, prayers. The, the prince of darkness, and there's so many names that we hear, but it's, it's the evil one. It's not just some obscure, um, far away thought. He is real. He is in the world. Our Lord defeated his power through his crucifixion and his resurrection, his descent into Hades and his resurrection. And we have been living from that time in the so-called end times, the, the 
eschaton, the, the end times began from the time our Lord defeated Satan. He's still active in the world, but his power, his, his grip, his control over humanity has been defeated. But it requires us to be responsive. It requires us to be vigilant. It requires us to be discerning. It requires us to struggle against the power of Satan and his demons in the world. And that is why we hear this seemingly insignificant, maybe to some, gospel, because it reminds us of several things. Number one, that, and I found it interesting, I've read this many times as you have, but I found it interesting that the response by the shepherds and by the people around was fear. It said they, they, they had fear, they were afraid. Here was this man who previously had been in chains, had been removed from the society because of his being possessed by spirits, by, by, by demons, and was in all, you know, uh, no clothes, was chained, was, was violent, was, that is something that's scary to the people. But here he was after being healed, clothed in his right mind at the feet of Jesus, and they were afraid. That's what they were afraid of. That's what concerned them. That's where they ran to the city and they were seized with fear, it says, the gospel. You see, that's how desensitized they were and how we have become with the very same things that are occurring around us right now, every day, in every place. We don't see it as we should, sadly. And even more concerning and even more dangerous for our souls is that we allow, whether we consciously invite the demons in, or without awareness, we allow him to come into us. All of us. This is not you or them. It's all of us. Many times as we say in the prayer, whether voluntary or involuntary, whether wittingly or unwittingly, these things happen. And so we, we must be vigilant, we must be discerning, and we must, as I was mentioning yesterday, as St. Paul says that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit, we are vessels to be filled with something. Vessels are meant to hold things. Vessels are meant to contain something. And as vessels, as temples of the Holy Spirit, we were created to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, I said this at the baptism yesterday that we had here celebrating. The prayers that are read are invoking the Holy Spirit to come into this individual that is being baptized. This little infant that was baptized yesterday, but each and every one of us, we pray for the invoking of the Holy Spirit. We, the, the, the coming down of the Holy Spirit throughout the service today. Those aren't just words. 
Those, that is a prayer. That should be each and every one of us, our prayer, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, who fills all things, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, there is no or little room for the demons to come in to distort our minds, to darken our hearts, to confuse our thoughts. This is a struggle that all of us have. None of us, not a one of us, lay people, clergy, bishops, deacons, any of us are immune from. But when we invoke, when we call upon the Holy Spirit to, fulfill, to fill us, when we participate in the tools that we've been given of prayer and fasting, of receiving the Eucharist, of, of the sacrament, of the mystery of confession, of, of almsgiving, of the way we look and view at each other and treat each other. These are all things, these are all part of our calling as Christians to shield, to guard against the demonic influences that exist around us. As Orthodox Christians, we are not afraid of demons. We're not afraid of them, but we recognize that they are active, actively seeking to snatch us away. In the, in the first epistle of John, we hear, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who is in you. And he who is in you is the Holy Spirit. Or so that is who we should be asking for and praying for the Holy Spirit to fulfill us. But we don't downplay the reality of the evil that we're fighting against. Christ himself referred to Satan as the murderer of men, or murderer of people. He and his demons are actively seeking our destruction. So let us not be deceived at witches and ghosts and goblins and all these things that we hear about, especially this time of the year, are innocent, fun, or cute to decorate with because they reflect something that's very real in this world and actively seeking to snatch us away, to take us away, to divide us, to pull us away from the goodness and the love and the mercy of God. As for these, this demoniac, our Lord cast out the demons, and it refers to the demons as legion, and we know this is not just many, but it is in military terms 6,000. So this, this man was consumed, completely consumed and filled with the demons. And they went away and they asked for them to take their leave and our Lord granted it. And they went into a herd of swine. Now, we were talking about this yesterday as well. This, isn't, this is not to pick on swine or pigs or animals at all. But we have to understand, and we hear this in other parts of the gospel, the region in where this man lived was a region that was occupied or that was... Um, that dwelled there were Gentiles, not, for the most part, religious or observant Jews, who, as we know, see swine and pigs as ritually unclean. And so 
the understanding here is that unclean spirits went into unclean animals and left this, this creature, this, this uh, uh, person created in the image and likeness of God that was created perfectly and clean and whole and pure into something that was unclean, which is where, which is where the demons belong, not in someone who's made and created in the image and likeness of God. And so this is one of the understandings of why they went into this, to this herd of swine. While those who are indwelt by the Holy Spirit may not be indwelt by demons, their influence can still impact our lives if, if we let them. So this is why we must exercise great discipline, great discipline and discernment about what we allow to come into us or even around us, whether it's what we see, what we hear, what we touch, what we feel, what we consume, all of these things. And it is as much today as it was 2,000 years ago, and maybe even more. We must be constantly vigilant against these influences. And we must say no to sin. And our no to sin must be turned into a yes to God. And this is done, as I said, through a daily repentance, not just through the mystery of confession, which is an essential mystery and sacrament that our church offers us that we should all partake of, but it should be a daily, a daily repentance and a turning from to a turning towards, a no to sin, a no to these influences that we see around us, and a yes to God. That's the good news of today's gospel, that our Lord has defeated the power of Satan and his demons in the world. And through his victory, as, as we sing so joyously during Pascha, his victory over sin and death becomes our victory by his grace. I will leave you with this verse from scripture that St. Paul, Paul's letter to the Romans when he said, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. These are Paul's words as he himself struggled against the demons. Let them be our words as our encouragement, as our strength, as our hope, that even as we are attacked throughout our life in our struggle towards the kingdom, that nothing will separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.